Welcome to the Open House Podcast. We got James Tatum, which is myself, and Tyree Harris here. What's up, Tyree? This is a, a later, later night for us, so I'm calm now, winding down. No bang this episode. I know, us old men out here at 7.30 at night, it's about bedtime. The amount of times I've gone to sleep at 9, 9.30 the last two months has been disgusting. It's made me feel so bad about myself. I feel good about myself when I go to bed that early. Because <laughs> I'll get I'll get here and uh, there's nothing. I'm just I'm done working. I've already lifted. Eight. I'll lay in bed. I'm like, all right. Well, this is a good time to go and wind down. Then I'll look at the clock. It's nine fifteen. All right. You you hear this, Trung? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I'll just, I'll just, it'll just happen. I still wake up, but now when I wake up early, cool, I wake up at 5 a.m., that's fine, because I went to sleep at 9.15, so it's okay. Yeah, so Trung's hitting all these lifetime PRs right now, and mm-hmm. uh, doing them, making them looking so much better, um, because he's actually sleeping, so it's great to see that. Um, so Makes going to sense. Nine, going to bed at 9.15 is cool. Uh, that makes so much sense for him. Because he's been doing really well with everything. Yeah, and he he doesn't go to bed at 9.15, but he's gone from sleeping like three to five hours now to like six six plus. So, you know, that's a, that's a significant improvement. That's a swing. That is um, much better. And uh, that's all it took for him, you know. You know, he's, he's done other work too. He's been training consistently. He's been training hard. He's been doing his PT stuff on his shoulder, all that stuff too. But, um, the sleep was the number one thing. Uh, you know what? I went to sleep pretty what, early, probably nine fifteen. The jerk he hit the other day was one of the best jerks I've ever seen him do. Well, it's uh, it's like his oh. shoulder actually has a chance to recover now that he sleeps. And so then he can get the bar behind his head and then he right. actually gets into good position. Um, you would you wouldn't think that sleep has anything to do with position, but sleep has dramatically improved his position in his weightlifting. Not cues, not technique training, not more reps. Sleep improved his position. You know that's uh, it's kind of a funny way to look there at you it. Go. That's the that's the best thing. That's all he needed. Well, not all he needed, but that helped a lot. He looks completely different now with everything. With everything. Snatching. His jerks are so much better. Well, he just PR'd his push press today. From the ground. We have, he cleaned it and then push pressed it. Yeah. Um, maybe we should title this episode Sleep. We have a few other people on the team. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Whitney. Uh, that needs to uh, <laughs> sleep, sleep a little bit more. Uh, so, I think uh, I think that's a good... A good theme for the podcast. Uh, so last night I went it to sleep. It is beneficial. And I tried my new tent out. And I slept good. Mm. At, uh, I think I, I think my uh, watch had me at eight, 8 hours and 15 minutes of sleep. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. I, uh, I usually get 8 hours plus. If I get less than 8 hours, I'm dragging. I don't, uh, I don't know oh, how people man. do that. I don't know how you get that many. Like there's, it doesn't matter what time I, like I said, I can go sleep at nine 15. I'm going to be up by five. I was up at four forty this morning 
and I was just wide awake. But I'm, it's different when I wake up like that after going to sleep at 9.30, 10. Like I go to sleep at 9.30, 10 and wake up at 4.40. It's like, okay, that's fine. I just, I woke up. That's fine. It's the rough ones when I'm up at midnight and then I wake up at 3.30 and 4. And that's, that's when it's a headache. But last night was fine. Yeah. You know what? I think different people need different amounts of sleep too. And I think maybe I just need more sleep. Um, my son needs a lot of sleep more than my daughter. He needs like 12 hours of sleep. Um, it's oh. it's kind of crazy. And he'll sleep 14 to 16 hours on weekends too. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else used to sleep a lot was Travis Cooper. He could sleep like 14 hours a day. Um, I could never. Yeah. I I wonder what I've never his... slept until 10 a.m. In mm. my life, I've never been able to sleep. Even on nights where like go out, get home at 3 in the morning, I'm going to be up before 10. I have never slept until 10 a.m. in my life. I just can't do it. Yeah, that's interesting. That uh, circadian rhythm is uh, deeply ingrained. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speaking of that, I guess there's a few things you can do to get your uh, rhythm on track. And uh, melatonin is one of those things. Uh, melatonin is a short-term fix. You know, don't start relying on melatonin. But that helps reset so, your rhythm. I have some. Um, but I normally, so I normally work 11 to about 7. And I lift in the morning. So I normally get to the gym around 7 a.m. Get up, start moving around 6 a.m. So I don't take it on days that I know I'm lifting the next day. Um, I don't know how long ago it was. Probably six months ago, Sika Strength dropped a video about not taking melatonin when you have to lift before, I think it was like before noon or something. They said it wasn't good for your lifting. And they went, they talked about it for like 30 minutes. Watch that video. So now the days where I know I'm lifting in the morning, I just, I don't. I might take well, one really? Thursday night, Saturday night, if if I'm really wanting to sleep, and that's it. it. You should really only take it. I don't know how long. The time might be different, but you should only really take it for like one week, maybe when like the time zone changes or like daylight savings time or changes. And then after that, you should put it away until you change time zones again. Um, I don't think it should be taken on a regular basis because um, it uh, suppresses your natural melatonin. Ooh. When you say regular, what would you consider regular? Uh, consistent bedtime. So I don't take it like every day or anything like that. For me, it's if I have like a week where I'm not sleeping very well, then I might I might take it two days that yeah. next week to try to get back. Yeah, so things like that. Um I would go more towards like uh, tryptophan or, you know, some other stuff mm -hmm. like that or some of those like natural uh, like uh, sleep um, sleep habits, like not going, uh, not looking at a screen for two hours before you want to go to bed or mm. if you're laying in bed and you can't fall asleep is to walk into another room with all of the lights off and sit in a chair with no lights on no phone, no nothing, 
and just get bored out of your mind and then go back to bed and then you'll fall asleep. Um, there's tons of things like that that get you into uh, into a good sleep pattern, but they take discipline. You know, you got to resist. You know, being bored is not fun. That's why it induces sleep. You know that. You know that's a. (laughs) So that's literally the the purpose of it. Uh, But you got to have the discipline to force yourself to not have that instant gratification of, you know, of doing something. You know, cleaning. You know, watching your watching something on your phone or TV or listening to something. You literally have to sit there and get bored, and that will. cause you to uh get tired because because you're fucking bored <laughs> um, See, I, it puts you to so, sleep so this isn't good then uh because all well i haven't been having issues going to sleep it's been the staying asleep because like i said I'll, I'll go to sleep at 9 15 some days so whenever i'm ready to go to sleep i'll watch a video probably like seek a strength get caught up on bodybuilding news watch them like nick strength and power Watch like a 10 minute video, turn off TV, play a round or two of Tetris, and then I'm off. That's mm. it. You know what? That my wife used to do that before bed. Tetris. I wonder if there's something to that. Man, and I thought I love it. you know, she doesn't she doesn't play video games, and I played video games. And I thought, no way you're that good at Tetris. Because I played Tetris <laughs> all growing up. And she is Love like a it. fucking champ at Tetris. I don't know how she got so good because she plays it before bed. There um, you go. I'm on level 135 I, right now. It's great. Yeah. So you must be one of those pro Tetris players. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Something about like she describes it as like she's playing Tetris and she can just get into like it. the way she describes it. It's kind of like getting into the zone. And it gives you a chance to like meditate and clear your mind and organize your thoughts and get ready for bed. That's funny that you said I that too. It. I wonder if there's anything to it. Yeah, I'll do it right before bed. I'll play a round or two of Tetris. And then when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do, wake up, grab my phone, turn on a podcast, start brushing my teeth. That's, that's how I wake up. Tetris to go what to sleep, you, podcast in the morning. What do you play Tetris on? Like one of those like little game... On your phone? No, just on iPhone, yeah. Yeah, you should look at uh, getting one of those little handheld things so you're not looking at a screen. I would do that. See, yeah, they so used it's, to have the like phone cases Boy. that had one. So I actually have a Game Boy phone case right now. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. That's a Game Boy Color phone case. All right. Mm-hmm. I've got a Game Boy yeah. Color. You still have it? Yeah, I've oh, got two great. of them. One of them doesn't work anymore, but I still got them. I've the got all the things old games, I have, like Pokemon and Zelda and Mario Brothers. Oh, I don't have that. The oldest video game thing I have. I still have my, I have my Xbox 360 from Christmas of 2006, with my Guitar Hero guitars. They're still over there. That's probably dang. That's that old. I, have. I yeah. still think of Xbox 360 as new, but 2006 was a long time ago. Oh, oh yeah, no, I remember because that was the Christmas that. We moved to Charlotte. So, yeah, moved to Charlotte in October and got the Xbox that year. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a good year. 
That was a mm. that was a really good year. Xbox 360 and Guitar Hero, golden. golden. You know what? I had a I had an Xbox 360 in college, and uh, I sold it so I could take the GRE. I was going to go to App State oh. and all that. And oh uh, yeah, we've talked. About I went, that. I took the GRE. I did great, and then uh, I went to App State, and I didn't like it. Uh, so then I did. Had, I just got rid of my Xbox for nothing. Dang. Went and became a weightlifter instead. Uh, I, I think it was a good choice. I did all right in weightlifting. See, when I went to, so I applied for grad school during had COVID. No, it was right before. No, I went twenty one. So yeah, I applied during COVID. So you didn't need anything. Like you didn't. They didn't expect you to take the test because it was COVID. And then after oh, that, you, the testing centers were probably closed. Right. And yeah. so you didn't have to take it. And then after that, they never put it back. And West Virginia said that they're no longer going they're, – they're not even requiring the ACT or the SAT for, like, undergrads anymore. You know what? Those tests are kind of dumb. Um, mm-hmm. you, know what I, you know what I did is I went, uh, I went to a class to study for the SAT. And this guy was a crackpot. And uh, he didn't know what he was talking about. And he told us this like technique of taking the test. And I used his technique and I did terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what the number was, but um, I ended up getting into college because I had a good GPA. Um, but I had to do like, I had to go right into summer school because they were like, ah, you did pretty bad on this test. So I don't know if you're actually going to do good in college. So you got to go into this special college entry program. Um, which that was actually kind of cool cause I got some credits out of the way before everyone else. Um, but then I thought, all right, I'm going to take the GRE. Um, and I went and got a GRE for dummies book. And again, I don't remember what score I got, but I did great. Like I read a GRE for dummies book and that made, you know, all the difference. Um, so I don't know. It seemed kind of weird. And then I didn't go to grad school. So the test that I did bad on, I went to school. And then the test that I did good on, I didn't go to school. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's I think it's uh, probably a good call on their part to get rid of that test. Yeah. I, I was never a big fan of them anyway. I guess that's because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to me for, for a test. I just I, I never cared about one test. I mean, if yeah. somebody has, uh, I, I'd rather just look at their grades because that shows you what they've done over a period of time. Like, I'd rather look at their period of time than what they did on one test one day. I don't, you can ace a test one day and then have straight D's because you're too lazy to turn in any assignment. I'd rather know that. Yeah. I know a lot of people like that. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a, the difference between, um, Consistency and habits and uh, one-time performances. There was There's a clip a in, uh, uh, what was it, Last Chance You? And it popped up on TikTok the other day. And I forgot how funny the scene was. But it was uh, the coach was going off on the football team. He said, I'm embarrassed to be your coach. You guys are the dumbest group of kids I've ever coached. And he started going through the grades. It's like, you have a D in art. Draw a fucking picture, bro. Draw a picture. How do you have a D in art? <laughs> And then he just kept going through everybody else's grades. Like, you got a D here. You're failing three classes. He said, college is the easiest thing in the world. You just got to show up, sit in the front row, 
and turn in stuff. It doesn't even have to be right. And no, they'll, they'll at least give you a C. So if you're, you're just not trying, you're not showing up, you're not turning in anything. He said, ask one question a week and you'll get a C. And I've got to agree with him on that. Like, it's just show up, turn in the stuff. You'll be all right. You might not have a 4.0. I, I just, I don't understand how you just, uh, you just got to go. Yeah. The only reason I could see that somebody wouldn't do good or like be able to pass to get C's is if they got like a crazy major that they are not inclined to go That's to. Fair. Like if, mm-hmm. if you're not designed to be a physicist and you're like, I want to be a physics major. Like mm-hmm. it, it might not be for you. Uh, maybe that's more for like, you know, some of those odd sciences, like, um, you know, Nabil is uh, a math bio, major. I would have flunked chemistry. out. Oh yeah. yeah. Nabil, you just need to Nabil's fl- a math major. I would have flunked out. Like, nah. So yes, your, your major matters a lot. If I was a nursing major, sure as hell would have flunked out. So yes, m- pick a major that you'll at least show up and turn in some stuff to you. Yeah. That you're interested in, and then it will be easier to go in there and ask questions because you picked mm-hmm. a major that was interesting to you. And also is probably having a coach that uh, can help keep you accountable. Like uh, I've watched a few of those episodes on last chance. You, are they still making it? Uh, I think it's honestly, I think another season is dropping in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I, I think I, I only watched like the first or second season, like when it first came out years ago. But yeah, then just having somebody there that you know who cares or you can ask questions to to give you a little bit of direction so you're not just lost and finding your way on your own. I think that makes a huge difference. Um, so anybody out there listening, um, you know, just go find somebody to get help give you some direction. Um, Man, I could have swore they were making another season, but I don't see anything about it now. Oh, well, we'll see. I liked when they did football. When they switched to basketball, it wasn't the same. It was just strange. Yeah, I don't know enough about those sports, man. I didn't play any of those sports. Um, And you know what? I've never been a big fan of sports um, until, like, especially, like, soccer and baseball. Like, I, I don't really care too much about those sports until my kids started playing them. And, uh... Then I definitely got emotionally invested in them and it was fun to watch, but it was mm-hmm. never fun to watch before then. Um, so now I'm kind of learning about those other sports, um, you know, baseball, soccer, basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son just seems naturally gravitated towards baseball and basketball, which there we go. I was not, I could care less about either of those sports growing up. Um, but you know it's it's kind of interesting. Now I'm now I'm interested in them and I see the draw. Knowing people, knowing people and yeah, knowing the people that are playing changes the whole game. Um I never cared about volleyball as a sport, not at all. And then I had four four kids in West Virginia that I coached that played volleyball and I would go to their games. And now I just now I really like volleyball. That's one of the sports I'll watch all the time. So they they changed those four girls literally changed the whole sport for me. Now it's one of my favorite sports to watch. And before we did this, uh, women's basketball at North Greenville had a game. So I was sitting there with them at their game. They oh man, they won by like forty. So oh wow, again like that's not a. I was I, I liked football. I didn't mind basketball, 
but it's different sitting there on the bench when you know every single person on the team and you see them mm-hmm. all the time and you see the person who you know make a good play like it's it's just different so i'm i'm way more invested in women's basketball and volleyball than i would have ever been than i was 3 years ago you asked me in 2019 i didn't care at all about volleyball yeah i always liked watching volleyball i can appreciate this sport i grew up on a beach called volleyball beach so that's the, mm. that was almost the first sport that i played consistently it was volleyball it was beach volleyball um so I always used to go. That was the only sport that I would go to at UNCW. I went to school at UNC Wilmington. I would go watch the volleyball um, because it's a pretty fast-paced game. You know, it's not yeah. a, you know, it, uh, right. it's exciting to watch. That's why I like it. Right, because it, it is, it's not slow. It's not like baseball slow. We are very good at baseball at North Greenville. I mean, but they won national championship two years ago. So they are very good. Baseball is a slow sport for me, but again, I, I feel like it's going to be the same as what I just said. Once you know the people playing, you can watch. You can watch anything if you know the people playing. So yeah, yep. Um, so this might be a good point to uh, bring this in. I was watching my son's baseball. My son is six, and uh, he's in the six to eight year old baseball game. And there was another kid that came to the baseball game. And, uh, it was one of these, there were, uh, it was a kid's aunt that came to the baseball game and she was very invested in it. And, uh, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a local, um, parks and recreation league that runs the baseball and they've got a pretty big, um, you know, I think they've got like eight or nine teams in the league. Uh, so it's pretty big for a local league, but this kid's aunt was so invested and uh, the, I guess it's called the umpire in baseball, not a referee, um, is clearly a teenager. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. So this grown woman is yelling at a teenager, and like, kind of like calling him out and being like, uh, like overly threatening. And I'm just thinking, lady, you're not even this kid's parent, and you are embarrassing your nephews at this game uh and then you're you know you're making it weird for all of the kids um but it's just another reminder about like uh about trophy parents you know learn how to treat uh learn how to dial in your uh your excitement let the coaches do it you know sit back and let the kids learn on their own don't uh don't interfere um so i went up and i talked to the referee after and i said um, the kid was pretty good. So the kid, after this lady was calling him down, uh, the kid looked at her and he just put on a big old smile. And I thought that was the appropriate <laughs> response. <laughs> so I started laughing. I'm sure the, the aunt was probably pissed off at me, but I thought it was funny. Uh, and so I went up and I talked to the kid. And I said, all right, that was a good response to that kid. Uh, that lady was out of line. She's just being crazy, you know. Just keep it fun for the kids. You will always <laughs> see a couple. Yeah. It so, will always happen. Don't do not do that. Which I didn't. I've never. Well, I guess I can't say what I've done. I'm not a parent. Um, but there's only been one time where like, I, I understood why parents got so mad. And it was. I wonder. I'll find out if they ever listen to this. 
Um, it was last year. One of the girls came into the weight room, one of the volleyball girls, and she was upset because she wasn't playing very much. And she talked about one of the other girls that was playing much, well, was playing more. But that girl just – there was nothing wrong with the other girl. That girl just apparently didn't work as hard as her at practice. And I'm sitting there in my head like, man, this is messed up. They need to play my girl Ella more. I was mad for her that they weren't playing her more. And then I realized like, man, I'm upset about somebody else's kid not even playing as many minutes as I want her to play just because she wants to play. That was the first time I was like, ah, oh, this is how you get invested real quick. Yeah, That know, was, you that was the some, first eye-opening moment. Some self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so mad because she's saying it and then she's bothered and she's got tears in her eyes. And I'm like, man, this is bullshit. Ella needs to be playing. I'm not telling her this. I'm just like, yeah, like it's okay. Like, we got more games. Like we'll figure it out. Keep going to practice. And I'm pissed. I'm like, this is messed up. He better start playing her more. <laughs> and yeah. that's when I realized, like, oh man, oh, that's how it happens. Just like that. Yeah, it, it it's easy to let it happen, but you got to uh, you got to put yourself in check. And even mm-hmm. if it's not fair, you know, that's a good you know teaching moment for uh, the kid. Like, hey, shit's not fair. You know. Mm-hmm. figure out a way to get what you want. You know, if you want more playing time, figure out a way. What does that coach want from you to get more playing time? Mm-hmm. Um, Find a way. Yeah, because it won't always be fair. And uh, sports are not fair, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> nice little segue, talking about fair. Let's talk about this voting for USA or WSOs right now. Oh yeah, so WSOs that they've sent out now is called a uh, weightlifting state organization, and uh, for the Carolinas, it's North Carolina and South Carolina together, and then there's a couple other WSOs. I don't know how many they are, but a a few of them have a few states together. I'm pretty sure California just has Pacific weightlifting. Um, Right, I think like when I was up in West Virginia, I think it's just West Virginia and Pennsylvania. Yeah, like there's no weightlifting in Pennsylvania. There. I don't. There's well, a, there's I mean, a few. There's no weightlifting in West Virginia. There's a couple gyms in. I mean, because you have uh, PFP, you have Pittsburgh Barbell. Um, it's fourteen forty there. So there there's so the, a few like in Pennsylvania. The, there was a couple, not many. It's not like the Carolinas, but there's nothing in West Virginia. So that's where it's like it's just Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, in compared to North Carolina, South Carolina doesn't have nearly as much weightlifting. So it's like it kind of helps right. out the smaller states. And that's why they came up with the weightlifting state organizations. Um, and so it's pretty much each weightlifting state organization is underneath USA weightlifting. And there are, I think they are each their own 501, 501c3, which is the nonprofit. Um, I'm not I'm not quite sure about that. It's something like that. Um, but uh, I think they used to be able to keep their own bank accounts, but now I think USAW took that over. I'm not quite sure. Um, but every member in North Carolina and South Carolina for the Carolina WSO is, uh, can vote on who their representatives are, which are like the, the president, vice president, uh, athlete rep and this and that, um, to get the, the board. And the board gets like, I think it's like $5 for every member that's in the Carolinas to go into the bank account and they get to choose what they do with that money and all that stuff. 
So, you know, they definitely have some influence on how weightlifting um, will progress in the future in that area. Um, and some WS- WSOs do a lot better job than others. Like the famous ones are like Texas weightlifting, um, you know, Florida weightlifting. Um, and, you know, Carolina weightlifting is really kind of coming up in there because muscle driver moving here and weightlifting growing like crazy. Um, but so that's a little history of WSOs. Now you want to go into uh, what uh, re- recently happened, Tyree? Uh, yeah, so there's been a lot with the Carolina WSOs and people complaining about who's at top of the WSOs. Um, I'll just say personally, I, I think it's a lot. I've heard the complaints. I completely understand what people are saying. But I feel like a lot of people are jumping on complaining about something that they wouldn't want to do themselves. And I think that's the first thing people need to rise. Like everybody's got something bad to say, like, oh, I don't like how they're doing it. I don't want them to do this. Well, do you want to do it? Okay. If you don't want to do it and you don't want your friends to do it, chill. I feel like a lot of people are just jumping on the bandwagon to talk shit about the Carolina WSO and who's running it right now. Like that, I feel like that's a lot. But now yeah, it is. Go ahead. Like, that's, no, I was just saying it is a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you, it, you, this is not a paid position. Right. That's what I mean. Like they're, whether you like them or not, they're doing better than it was done before. They're doing better than, I mean, nobody else is jumping up saying they want to do it. If you don't like how they're doing that, then you jump up and say you'll do it. If not, shut up. I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to complain at all because I wouldn't do it at all. I'm not, I don't want to do it. Like I was said, it's unpaid. I didn't, I didn't accept it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like it's, so we, we have on, nothing to say about them. I've been on USAW boards and yeah, no. I, I was on the, I was on the judicial board and I resigned because of unethical stuff, you know, <laughs> they, there, there you, you go. go. Like, you know, like, right. Like calm no down, desire at all. Yeah, uh, so that's that's my first thing. Like, whether whether you like them or not, whether you agree with every single thing that they do or not, before you decide decide to run your mouth, volunteer for this unpaid position and see if you'll do it. And if you don't want to, shut up, let them run it, because you don't have anything better. Uh, So that's the first thing. That's leave them alone. Now, this uh, third ballot. They've screwed this up so much and I understand how it got screwed up. But so the first time they sent it out, uh, it was for the athlete rep and what was the other position? Mm, It was like, um, I'll I'll look it up and you continue with your story and then I'll tell you in a second. So the main thing it was the, the athlete rep got screwed up. So they sent out the ballot the first time, asked for people to vote. Um, and then people did, and then they had to send out the ballots again because names were left off in multiple states. They just forgot to put people's name on the ballot, so they sent out another ballot. Um, and then yesterday, they sent out a third ballot saying that there that there were people that were on the ballot that shouldn't have been on the ballot. Now, the problem is one of the criteria was that you needed to go to a national meet 
in the last 10 years to be an athlete rep. James, when you hear national meet, what do you think of? Uh, you know, when I started with lifting, national meet was AO finals and, and, uh, nationals. And that was it. That's when I think then national they, meet, I don't got, then they came out later you know, when, with when regionals. I think national meet, I don't even, Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I don't, I don't. So they said national meet, you had to be, you had to participate in a national meet in the last 10 years. When I think nationals, I think senior nationals, junior nationals. Um, I don't even think masters because it's slightly different. They they do their stuff a little different, and all of that's changing now. But national meet, senior nationals, junior nationals, hell, even youth nationals. But recently, USA been USAW has been calling everything a national meet. They've called AO one a national meet because you have to travel. They've called AO two a national meet. Uh, I think it was 2021 they tried that bullshit garage nationals where it had qualifying totals lower than the Arnold. So since they've called everything a national meet for the last few years, nothing wrong with the individuals. I completely understand what happened. They they felt like, well, I can be that garage nationals or I did the Arnold last year. That's a national meet. So I'm going to put my name in the running. Completely understand it. But now USAW is saying, well, no, not those. We meant senior nationals, junior nationals. Well, I, I don't even blame the the people who signed up now because USAW tried to be so inclusive and to call everything a national meet to stroke everybody's ego that now people don't know what is considered a national meet and what's not a national meet. So I blame USAW for that, not the individuals, because you said national meet. And since you've called garage nationals a national meet, what do you expect people to think when you say that now? Like You've now watered down what people think of when they hear national meet. Yeah. So, uh, I, I agree with that. Um, and it, that's definitely like a, like a terminology issue, um, that people that just don't understand weightlifting just won't get, which is weird that you as a weightlifting people wouldn't understand weightlifting terminology, but you know, let's, let's go over that for a second. Um, so they needed an athlete representative, and then they needed a WSO representative. So pretty much what it is, is it's, um, I think it's like half of the board has to be athlete representatives. So they have to have competed at a national level event to become an athlete representative in the past 10 years. And then the other representatives didn't need to have to compete as a national representative. So, um, it's like, uh, you, you're, uh, I don't know that the idea is that you're getting people that are not necessarily athletes that have different backgrounds that are being involved in the decision-making process, which is good. So you're not just sitting in an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. Um, but then some of them have to be athletes. Um, it's really not that big of a deal because everybody on that list has competed in weightlifting. Um, but they kind of messed up. And I think the bigger issue that you were kind of getting at is that USA weightlifting doesn't hire weightlifters. They're hiring people who live in Colorado Springs, mm -hmm. not weightlifters. Um, prime example. Uh, this was, this was tough to watch. So I use true coach as a coaching platform. 
and it's a pretty good coaching platform. Sometimes it'll like auto populate videos of exercise selections that are just hilariously wrong. Um, <laughs> like CrossFitters doing snatches with yeah. terrible technique. Um, it, I find that mildly annoying, but it's not bad because it's still a better platform than anything that there was before. Um, but they sponsor USA weightlifting and, uh, USA weightlifting just blindly put out an advertisement from, um, true coach that they shared on USA weightlifting's Instagram or social media. And the guys in there calling it Ollie lifting. Like one, you can't call it Olympic weightlifting. Uh, we learned that from Chad Vaughn who got like a cease and desist notice because he was calling his, uh, I forget what his, uh, business was before, but it had, uh, the word O L Y in it. And they had, they told him he had to stop because you can't make money off of the word Olympic unless you are the Olympics and you're licensed. Like even if you're an Olympian, you can't, that's impossible to get. Like you can't get that. Yeah. You can be an Olympian Olympic gold medal and you cannot get that. Mm -hmm. Like Michael Phelps can't even like call his business Olympic swimming by Michael Phelps. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, they would just wouldn't let it happen. Um, so when you get this person calling weightlifting Ollie lifting, and he's calling it O L L I E lifting because they got little subtitles <laughs> on their video, that's a skateboarding move. Come on, man! Like, um, and it, it was just like, oh man, it was it was rough to watch this commercial. Um, and USA Weightlifting approved that commercial. I assume that they approved it. I don't know if they're just negligent and not watching what they're putting out there because I'm getting some other dumb advertisements from USA Weightlifting about. RX sugar, you know, that was the latest one. Gosh, like stop advertising to me. Give me something useful. Um, But I guess they're trying to make their money, but that just goes to point that uh, the people at USA weightlifting don't know weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, The next thing they posted something about, you know, you know what? I might get in trouble for this, but they posted on veterans day. You could choose to post about many of the weightlifters who are veterans, they chose to post about their employee who was a veteran that competed in like fencing or something. Um, you know, no disrespect from them, but yeah, like, sure. Like you could highlight that, but why don't you highlight some weightlifters on USA weightlifting? Like highlight some, we give out medals at meets for that for like veterans who are lifting. Yet you could highlight them, but no, they, chose to highlight somebody who worked for them who was not a weightlifter. Like, I I get it. Like, he works, whoever that was, I don't even remember who it was, works for USA Weightlifting. But, you know, that would never be an issue for me unless there were so many other red flags on USA Weightlifting that's just showing that they're just a bunch of non-weightlifters running the event. Um, Which... You know, Phil, Phil Andrews was not a weightlifter. Right. That's they're trying to run it like a business, but they, it's getting too far removed. Like I understand did a great job. Yes. Yeah. I'm not so sure. The the guy that's where the CEO now is from USADA. How long is he? He's a drug tester. He's not uh, a, he's not a weightlifter. How long has he been here now? It's, is he, is he a year in? Yeah. He's over a year in. I feel like it's, um, okay. Yeah. 
Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. And I started seeing it at nationals last year in Colorado Springs, like the people that were like checking us in. And I'm like, oh, who are you? Like they weren't weightlifters. They don't know what weightlifting was. They're just, mm-hmm. I literally heard some of them say, oh no, they just pay me to be here at this time. You know? Yeah. Why don't you pay your referees? Come on. They are invested in the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, you pay somebody that has no investment in weightlifting to check people in more than you are paying your referees. Like, come on, that's some bullshit. Um, and I, they, you got me off on a tangent here, but that's the same issue that's coming down on this WSO thing is that mm-hmm. they're just making a bunch of mistakes with their terminology and it's starting to cause some issues. Um, mm-hmm. That's the same reason why the master's kind of got out of it like because you don't know how to deal with weightlifting in the master's level so they went and joined made their own thing mm-hmm. like um yeah so i think they just need to shift towards actually having weightlifters working at usa weightlifting and you know i might not agree with everything that Susie sanchez does and puts out on social media but she is a weightlifter and she mm-hmm. understands weightlifting and she doesn't work there anymore either well i don't ast- know asterisks though because even with Yes, part of it is the terminology thing, but let's think about why they even had an issue with terminology. They had an issue with terminology because USA Weightlifting tries to kiss everybody's ass all the time, and that's why the wording is now sketchy. So they said national meet. They've called the Arnold a national meet before. Even Susie said, oh, AO2 is a national level meet. So since now we've sent that around so that everybody who goes to any meet can tell people, oh, I've been to a national meet. No, you haven't, bro. You haven't. That's okay. And that's not a problem. There's no need to do that. But everybody wants to say that they've done that. So USAW is like, sure, people love saying that they've done nationals. We'll create garage nationals. So now since everything is a national meet, when you say that people need to do a national meet, remember what you've been saying now. They should have specified senior nationals if that's what you wanted for these athlete reps, but you didn't. So now you have to deal with the consequences of, well, we call everything nationals now. So when we actually mean nationals, how do we say that? Like you, yeah. you can't kiss everybody's ass all the time and not expect that to bite you in the ass sometimes. Like that that's what happened now. So now you have a bunch of athletes that are mad, like, well, they've been set, they called this a national meet when I went. I saw it posted that this is a national level meet. Susie Sanchez said this is a, a national level meet. Well, now what? Now we mean, oh, never mind. We like, now what? Now you have to deal with the consequences of it. Because now, now people are mad because they've been pushing for weeks saying, vote for me, vote for me. Then they find out, oh, I'm not even eligible. Why not? And now you have people mad. And now you're expecting people to vote for a third time in a week. I voted last time. I voted for the second one. Kiss my ass. I'm not voting a third time. And since I also don't have any complaints with the people running it, I guess it'll be okay. Now, yeah, I, hope I, that, I hope that they keep the votes for the people. Like if I voted for, let's say you, James, right? If I voted for you in the first and second round, I would hope that since you were eligible, USAW would keep those votes for you. Nope. I, I, I doubt they would. They, right, that's the problem because it'd be a lot of work. The final one, it'd be yeah. a lot of work for them to it, do that. Yeah, and, it, and then people would complain about other unethical stuff. Mm. Um, so they got to go with the final vote. Um, 
the final one they do. Um, how much does Nationals cost to go to now? Um, I believe it's going to be – isn't it like 195? Because this um, – finals was 175. They bumped the Arnold up to 195, but they're doing like the entry in waves now. So I'm assuming Nationals is going to be 195 too. Yeah. So what is inflation at? Oh, says, um, oh Jesus. Not, uh, not 30% increase right. in price. Like, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, why is... What was you know the what? reasoning for the... Because they, they they had some random BS reasoning for it. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, Maybe I know that they keep saying that they can't... That the weightlifting events don't make money. And maybe they're just mismanaging it. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. Because if you don't... If you can't make money on that many mm-hmm. people, like, maybe you just need somebody to come in there and... You know, cut some of the things that are not necessary. Like, I was say, like being honest, aren't the isn't? I thought the AO series was a money grab. Like that's why we had the we've had the largest meets in weightlifting history because they dropped the entry total to five kilos, so you'll have five thousand people show up. Yeah, and that's what it feels like to the members, and they're increasing the prices. I don't know if that's really the case, but if that's not the case, that they're not making money off of a 145 entry fee, then they've got some other issues that's going on. Um, maybe they just need more streams of uh, uh, revenue. Maybe they need to start charging those vendors more. They need to stop mm-hmm. charging the uh, athletes 195. You know, I heard somebody say that, you know, other national governing bodies increase the price. Other national governing bodies don't have as many members as we do. Right. Um, and uh, nationals used to cost seventy five dollars. I was going to say that's I how much I used to pay. Maybe my, I had less than that. I think I paid like in the sixties. My very first weightlifting meet ever was sixty five dollars. That wasn't national. I think my first national meet was oh, it was the one in Utah. Uh, I don't remember how much it was. It was seven years ago. Six years ago, I don't remember how much it was then, but I, I, it might have been like one fifteen at that point. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't more than that at that point. Yeah, so that's still pretty crazy. Um, uh, but again, I don't like you said with the WSOs. You know, I don't work for USAW. I don't see where they're lacking. I just see it from my perspective. So maybe there's a few things that I'm missing. Um, But either way, even if I am missing stuff, there definitely needs to be some changes. Mm -hmm. There needs to be some changes with, you know, um, just perception. You know, the the perception that they uh, give their members, because obviously USA weightlifting members are not happy. Masters revolted and started their own thing. Um, <laughs> you know, people don't deal with bullshit no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shit. I'm in one of them now, right. <laughs> and I and I'm tired of it. So I I get it. Um, yeah, so, you only get so many gray hairs before they're like, "Fuck this!" Like we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, so. everybody in USAW is bothered, and the only reason people stay around is because one, it. it 
there isn't really anything else. Like it, it's your USAW or, or you're in some random bullshit league. Like masters made their own because like we can do this on our own. So the masters were smart and did that. If you're just a senior level athlete, you're still here because you love weightlifting and you know that they're screwing it up. It's like, you, you don't really get a choice. It's like, well, we know they're going to screw it up. We know they're going to do some dumb shit, but this is what we got. So we just got to hold out and hope that it gets better one day. But uh, I, I don't have faith. I don't have faith in them. I haven't had faith. We had a whole podcast, what, a year and a half ago when they did that bullshit with Alyssa? And we, it was literally just them like just fumbling, saying, oh, well, we said this. And then they went and updated their website after they emailed us. Like, I haven't had faith in USAW since that. Yeah, and I can see where that does make sense, why they didn't let Alyssa... I don't know what episode that was, but if somebody really wants to go back, they could probably find it. I'm not going to tell you what um, episode that is because I'm not going to look <laughs> back because I. Um, sh- short story, she signed up for nationals. She thought she was ready to go to nationals. They contacted her and said that she did not qualify because she did not qualify in the right weight class. Um, and this was kind of a rule that was kind of in a gray area that they was never enforced before Mm. and then they just started enforcing it and they didn't actually write the rule down in stone until after our athlete had signed up for the competition and to be clear Um, i'm i'm perfectly fine with the rule i think the rule makes sense the problem was they had never enforced it and then they told us that it's always been this way we've always done this no you haven't i've gone to nationals multiple times the doing the exact same thing that she did. And so had you. And they told us that they've never allowed them. That's never been allowed. That, that was not true. Yeah. And it, it and it makes logical sense, mm-hmm. but it was also not written down anywhere. Right. So um, since we both qualified like that, that's how it's always been done. I agree with the rule. It just should have been listed and don't come and lie to us and say like, Oh no, you didn't qualify that way. Yes, I have multiple times, Pedro. Like, yes, I have. Yeah, so there was, you know, and I, I can understand that it's like a, a nightmare, but again, situations should be dealt with um, a little bit more fairly instead of an authoritarian um, in, in that certain situation. So they just kind of mishandling a few situations. Um, that one's a little bit more logical than the one that's going on now where there's there's no weightlifters running the organization which I think that needs to change. I think a weightlifter needs to run the organization. James? I think you should run for president. President of what? USAW. Shit no. <laughs> <laughs> run for it, James. Nope, not doing it. it run uh, for it. It'd be great. I, I, I have uh, I have very little desire. Uh, I I did I was involved in USA weightlifting committees and stuff, and uh, you know I'm not going to say any specifics about it because I think I'm actually not allowed to say any specifics about it. Um, but I was in the judicial committee, and we came up with something very specific about a ruling, and they literally copied and pasted like. It was practically copying and pasting 
like, oh, there's this word in here. And then this word is over here. Let's copy and paste these words into the sentence that we want the ruling to be. And we'll say this, all of these words came out of the judicial committee's document mm. on this. And they just copied and pasted the words that they wanted to rule the way they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, immediately after that, I was like, that's some shady bullshit. I, yeah. and then I resigned after that. Um, so, uh, there was a bunch of lawyers and stuff in that one too. And I think they all understood what was going on and they were just kind of took it in stride. Um, but I am not in that world and I have no patience for that world. Um, so the only way that I would go in there would be with a, uh, dictatorship, which is exactly (laughs) what I said. I just didn't like, Mm -hmm. so that's an exact reason why I should not be going into that position. Um, and that's why I will not run for any of those, uh, national positions again. You're just, you're just a good guy, James. And you make me better. So that's why I think that you should do it because, well, I would never want to do it. Nobody would ever want me to do it. So I'm not even going to act like, like it's up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it and nobody would put my name down. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, there are a few people out there that I know who want to do it and will do an excellent job for it. Um, but they are just more strategic and they are waiting for the right time. Maybe they're waiting for this fire to like, you know, <laughs> burn out and then they can, cause nobody wants to follow Phil Andrews. Mm. You know, some people were giving him a lot of shit at the end, but seeing where weightlifting was before Phil Andrews and then where weightlifting, where he took weightlifting as a non-weightlifter, all this whole time I'm talking about non-weightlifters running USAW, uh, Phil Andrews did a great job. You know, there's some things that I disagreed with him, but man, was he logical, organized, and effective. Um, you just, anybody, and that's, take if anybody from USAW is listening to this, take this with a grain of salt. You guys are following Phil Andrews. So, of course, you're going to look bad. Um, so, shout out to Phil Andrews. Where did he go? Which uh, What organization is he with? Fencing. Ah. USA Fencing. Okay. I knew he went to something. All right. Well, I get it. Yeah, he was involved in organizing the 2012 Olympics. I'm not sure exactly what part of the Olympics he was involved in. Um, And that's when he got hired on to USA Weightlifting as a, uh, I don't even know what position it was, but it wasn't president. It was as like, um, it, it it was like an office staff type person. And then like, he was so effective as an office staff person that he pretty much ended up running USA weightlifting and the CEO just kind of looked, I forget the name of the CEO then, but he just looked like a goofball kind of just standing there like, Oh, all right, Phil here, go do all this work. And Phil did everything and made the other guy look good. Um, and then Phil became CEO and then he did even better. Um, All right, we're running up on an hour here. I think it's about time. We yes. talked enough shit. I was say I didn't even say anything too wild. We talked about USAW, but that's going to happen almost all the time. Like they did that to themselves. I was nice this time. I, like this is good. I'm getting better. Yeah, uh, 
I don't know how you did it. You got me worked up. I wasn't even thinking about any of this shit before I joined this thing. See, this is great. See, man, we're rubbing off on each other. Now I'm calm. I didn't name drop anybody this time. I didn't. I didn't mention anything. It's. I'm, I'm getting better, James. Yeah, man. Here I am, stirring the pot. Balance. Look at this balance. I like it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll. Who knows when the next one will come. <laughs>